0: Hi friends, how are you doing? It's I can't believe we're counting down already to the end of 2022. Wow, um, God has been so faithful. God has been so faithful this year. Um, you know, we started um, 2022 um, in January. Who knows who was going to be. You know here at this time, nobody knew that you know we'll be alive today, and we give God all the praise and the glory for for that. And um, thank you for joining me on Practical Christianity this year as well. The program started in 2021, it's still going by the grace of God. And in the past couple of months, I've been talking about leadership, we've been looking at leadership lessons. In particular, we've been focusing on the leaders from the ancient kingdom of um, Israel, the southern kingdom. And um, it's been really an amazing journey for me as a leader in the workplace, just, you know, going through um, those stories, um, the experiences of the leaders, their relationship with God, their relationship with people, that they lead their relationship with, you know, um, counsellors, advisors, whether they are prophets or priests or just, you know, um, 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 counsellors in in the kingdom. And it's given me a really insightful understanding about, you know, the importance of leadership again, you know um being in a leadership position is an entrusted you know role that should not just be taken lightly you know it's 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 such a privilege as well to to be a leader you know um leading um people whether we're doing that in in the family whether we're doing that in the community whether we're doing that know in the workplace whether we're doing that in 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 um, as a business owner whether we're doing that even in in government you know it's 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 a privilege it's not something that you know um uh, we should see as we deserve you know it's it's a privilege to serve and today i'm going to be rounding up the series Um, with the last relevant leader in Jerusalem, King Josiah. We're going to be looking at his leadership and then I'm going to be rounding up on um, the key lessons that we've taken from the kings that we've studied. And um, I hope that, you know, um, this series has, has been of value to you if you're a leader and I hope that if you're just watching you know the, the um, session today that you are also going to maybe go back um, and, and watch the previous um, episodes as well so um, the bible tells us in second kings chapter 22 verse 1 to 2 it says that josea was eight years old when he became king and he reigned in jerusalem for 31 years And the Bible says that he did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight and followed the example of his ancestor David. And we know also that Josiah was the grandson of Manasseh. Remember when we studied King Manasseh? Manasseh was an evil leader when he started. He was so wicked. But then God brought him down, you know, and the Bible told us that during, you know, the latter part of his years, he actually repented. And um, Josiah was also the great grandson of Ezekiah. We know also about the story of Ezekiah. So he was very young when he became a leader, eight years old and uh but quite interesting as well in second chronicle chapter 34 verse 3 it says that during the eighth year of his reign while he was still young josiah began to seek god of his ancestor david isn't that amazing that it wasn't The God of his grandfather, great grandfather, but they actually referenced King David, so he was patterned. His leadership was patterned after King David, and you know, at such a young age. So when he became king, he was eight. Eight years into his reign, so he was sixteen. He was sixteen when he began to see God, and it's uh, the Bible said that then in the twelfth year. Of his reign so when he was 20 he began to purify Judah and Jerusalem destroying destroying all the pagan shrines the Asherah poles and the calf idols so because he he, 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 he purposed in his heart to follow God the God of his ancestor David and I I bet you know from the age of 16 to the age of 20 he was doing some studying he was you know he was going into the into the book the law of moses to understand the the regulation and then by the time he was 20 he understood that he needed to clean or to cleanse the nation of idolatry worship and he did that and the bible also said in second king 23 verse 3 that he took his place of authority beside the pillar and renewed the covenant in the Lord's presence. He pledged to obey the Lord by keeping all His commands, laws, decrees with all his heart and soul. In this way, he confirmed all the terms of the covenant that were written in the scroll, and all the people pledged themselves to the covenant. So after a while, you know, from the age of 16, when he began to seek the Lord, he, he instituted, he purged the land of idolatry. Then he renewed the covenant with God and he pledged to keep all the covenants, all the laws, all the regulations with his heart and with his soul. And, he, and, and the people themselves pledged, you know, to the covenant. So we could see that, you know, um, uh, for this young king, his heart was for the Lord. His heart was for the Lord. Unfortunately, he died. uh, The Bible said that he died in battle. He died in battle. And during the end of his reign, you know, um, Egypt and Assyria, you know, went against, and went to war with Israel and it was during that battle that um the uh, king Necho of Egypt <coughs> killed him in the battle and for a short period of time Israel became a vassal to Egypt well it's also interesting for us to know that the judgment of God on the nation of Israel I suppose, specifically southern and kingdom had started because years earlier the northern um kingdom had already been taken into exile so king josea was the last sort of faithful king before the judgment you know on jerusalem began so when he was killed you know um in second king 23 13, 33 We know that the Bible says that Josiah was the last stable king before the final exodus to Babylon. And after his death, under the rule of the Egyptians, uh, King um, Josiah's son, Jehoaz, reigned only for three months before he was put in, in prison in Egypt where he died. Then, After Jehoaz, the son of Josiah, died, Eliakim, another of his son, was installed by Pharaoh and renamed Jehoiakim. He became king. He was about 25 and he reigned for 11 years. But during those 11 years, Israel, the southern kingdom, was a vassal to Egypt. And it was also during Joachim's reign the third um, the three years into his reign Babylon surrounded Jerusalem and eventually Joachim was in his cell, 11th year was bound in chain and led to Babylonian to Babylon so he was bound and led to Babylon and he died there after him, J O I Kim's son, J O I CHIN, <laughs> you need to learn how to pronounce this, this name. J O I CHIN, the son of J O I Kim, became king. And the Bible says that he was 18 when he became king and reigned only for three months before he was taken into um, to captivity in J- J- M Babylon so his son reigned only three months and then he was taken into um, to captivity in Babylon and we know that it was through Jehoiakim that the descendant of Joseph the father of um, our Lord Jesus Christ came to be, and when he was, you know, led into um, captivity um, into Babylon, his uncle, his uncle Zedekiah, his uncle would have been another son of Josiah, Ju- became king, and he was eventually killed by the Babylonians, bringing about the fall of Jerusalem. So we could see that King Josiah um, was the last stable king before Jerusalem fell and you know it's really interesting um, as we we've been studying the the kings of southern kingdom of Israel we've seen how you know um that many were faithful to God many started well and uh, bad many started bad and well Nevertheless, one of the threats that we've seen is that, you know, a leader must acknowledge the leadership of Jehovah over them. You know, we can have, leaders can have multitude of counsel, but they must acknowledge that their own leader is Jehovah God. Anyone who is in a position of authority as a leader that feels that they are the ultimate, because they are the leader, they are just deceiving themselves. When these kings acknowledge the leadership of Jehovah and they obey Jehovah as their leader, we see well, we, we we've seen how their, their leadership was successful, was effective, was impactful. But when you know they refuse to acknowledge Jehovah. You know, it was the opposite. And we've also seen how, you know, merciful Jehovah was to this king, that even when they strayed, he would send counselors, he would send his prophets, you know, um, he he would warn them time and time and time again. And it's quite interesting, you know, when we study the prophets, you know, whether it's Isaiah, you know, uh, Zedekiah, Ezekiel, Micah, all those prophets, they ranged during the life of these kings. And, you know, when we studied their writings, we could see that, you know, they were sent to these kings, one in them, one in them, you know, but, you know, many did not listen. And unfortunately, you know, there is hardly sin without repercussion. know, God will forgive, but some sins, you know, the repercussion is already set, you know, and, and we've seen how God, for some leaders like Ezekiah, you know, God told him that, okay, you know, this disaster will not come during your lifetime. We know that Manasseh was, you know, one of the most wicked, you know, kings. You know, in the early part of his reign, again the disaster did not come during his own lifetime. So um, it's it's just an interesting, you know, insight to understand. So finally, we've been studying leadership from the perspective of a leader in a positional authority. One because they are selected or elected um, but whether by human authority but it's God that puts leaders in place they also have a sphere of authority you know they have a sphere of, of authority spiritually you know we call the scepter of authority and they are responsible and accountable for their leadership And the context, like I mentioned earlier, is a southern nation of ancient um, um, Israel, the kingdom of Judah. And why did we, um, or did I focus on that? You know, the nation of Israel are a unique group, especially the ancient Israel, a unique group, people, nation that was actually put together by Jehovah God himself. You know, he formed them, you know, through his promise and covenant with Abraham. And he took them out of Egypt, you know, made them, developed them into a nation. And he gave them rules and regulation, you know, as a nation. And he was their leader. He was their leader. And also this led to this unique relationship between the nation of Israel and Jehovah you know, God was their leader, he was their, you know, uh, he was their judiciary, he was their executive, he was their legislative, he gave them laws to follow, you know, and when they demanded for uh, an athlete leader, he he gave them, an athlete leader, and he gave, you know, he put in place you know, the lineage. The first one was an uh, outlier, because you know, um, prophetically, the lineage of Judah was meant to be the um, the royal lineage. But Saul came from Benjamin lineage, so it was that was an outlier. So the actual kingship started with David, the line of Judah. And we've seen that in this context that we've been looking at, leadership is in the context of God centered leadership God centered leadership So, and for me, anyone who professes to be Christian you know and in a leadership position they have to be God centered, it's not you know uh, uh, the world's way of doing leadership it's God's way of doing leadership and it's not just any God, it's the real the true God and so because of this this the you know the the relationship between god and the kings of israel gives us a template for leadership for any group at any level whether it's family family community organization or or leader or, or nation we've got a template and anyone who you know follows this template cannot go wrong never go wrong as an uh, effective leader so I want to quickly run through the kings that we've looked at and that is helping us to have a good solid understanding of God-centered leadership we looked at Rehoboam who was the son the foolish son of King Solomon (laughs) Who listens to his foolish friends than wise counsellors? We also looked at Asa. Asa was faithful until the latter part of his year of his reign. In the thirty-fifth year of his reign, the Bible said he abandoned his God and began to oppress his people. So we, from, from um, King Asa, we understand that, you know, when you don't have God in your leadership, you know, you become wicked, evil, you know, your lead, leadership becomes self-centered. And we know that Asa ended, his leadership ended with leprosy, incurable sickness, the Bible said. Then we looked at Jehoshaphat. The Bible recorded that Jehoshaphat was right with Jehovah God. However, he made some strategic errors, I call them. Strategic errors that had repercussions for his descendants. And those strategic errors was trying to get into relationship, into partnership with the king of the northern kingdom. And he gave his son in marriage... He looked for a wife or his son in the Northern Kingdom. And, you know, later, many of his descendants were then, you know, um, uh, um, influenced by the evil the idolatry in the Northern Kingdom. So that was the strategic mistake the Oshafat made, even though he was right with God. So again, we're understanding and learning that, you know, we have, you know can two work together unless they agree we also learned that we have to be you know as a child of God we, we cannot go into partnership with idol worshippers then we learnt about Jewish Jewish began at a very early stage in fact his leadership was you know it's a soap opera you know, he was um, hidden. You know, at you know, in, uh, when he was weeks old, when his family were killed, and he was mentored by the priest Jehoiada and um, his auntie for a long time, and they, you know, uh, got the leader leaders of um, Israel for him to be anointed. So he had the mentorship right. You know, in his babyhood. And while the, his mentor was alive, he walked he with God. You know, he walked with God. However, after his mentor died, you know, he turned from the Lord and began, yeah, became wicked. Even killing the son of his mentor. And you know, one of the things we've learned from the story of Joash is that when a leader does not know God himself or herself, there is a problem. So, Joash knew God through his mentor, the priest. He never had a solid relationship with God directly. And so, when his mentor died, that was because his faith in God was not strong. He was able to just become an apostate. So, that was Joash. His his leadership ended sadly, you know, uh, badly. Then we had Uzziah. Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king, and he reigned for 52 years, one of the longest, you know, serving king. And the Bible said that he did what was pleasing in his sight. You know, he sought God during the days of Zechariah. So it was, you know, during there were many prophets actually during the um, um, reign of Uzziah. Zechariah was one of one of those, and. You know, the prophet taught him to fear God. And the Bible said that as long as the king sought God, God gave him success. Again, we could, we, we you know, massive, you know, um, um, insight that as leaders, we have to sought God. As long as we sought and seek God, he will give us success. But then the Bible says for Uzziah, again, like Joash, starting well, ending badly, he became proud towards the end of his reign, you know, and that's one of the things, you know, as leaders, you have this authority, you know, people are, you know, um, um, running to do what you want, you know, pleasing you, we have to be mindful of pride, so he became proud towards the end of his reign, and the Bible said that the Lord struck him with leprosy, which lasted until it, he died. So, towards the end, uh, end of his life, he was sick. He was actually isolated, you know. And then his son was in charge, you know. And because nobody could access the leprosy king, then after him came Ezekiah. The Bible says Ezekiah trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel. And there was no one like him among all the kings of Judah. And the Bible said he remained faithful to the Lord in everything. He carefully obeyed all the commandments the Lord had given Moses. And so the Lord was with him and Hezekiah was successful in everything he did. And this was also the king that... You know, God actually sent the prophet to him and said, you know, start putting your hands, um, house in order because you are coming home. And he cried like a baby, you know, um, to God that, no, 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 I don't want to die. And God gave, extended his life by 15 years. You know, sometimes when people argue about, you know, things that can and cannot be done, and you know, for me, you can't put God in a box. You can't put God in a box and so you know there's also been said that it was during this 15 years that Manasseh the evil king was born that if Ezekiah had died then Manasseh would not have been born and you know who cares after him came Manasseh of course we know that Manasseh led the nation back to idolatry you know um, in the first years of his reign nevertheless god the covering of god was removed and the bible said in second chronicles 33, 10 to 13 that he was in deep distress because he didn't have any rest the lord was not protecting him and it was during that time that manasseh saw the lord saw the lord is god and sincerely humbled himself before the god of his ancestors, and when he prayed the lord listened to him and was and was moved by his request so the lord brought manasseh back to jerusalem and to his kingdom there was a time you know manasseh was put in prison you know then manasseh finally realized that god alone that the lord alone is god second chronicle 33, 10 to 13, really, you know, very short verses, but really, you know, uh, revelatory in terms of how Manasseh repented and sought sought the Lord in the latter part of his reign. And then Josiah, the last relevant leader in Jerusalem, the, and, and during the eighth year of his reign while he was still young Josiah began to seek the God of his ancestor David so really an incredible you know um, revelation about kings and their relationship with the only true king almighty God And so what lessons can we learn from the study of this interesting kings of the ancient kingdom of southern israel leadership starts with jehovah jehovah is the leader of leaders and any leader that does not understand that acknowledge that and accept that is set up for failure isaiah 33 22 says for the lord is our judge judiciary the Lord is our lawgiver in legislature. The Lord is our King Executive. He will save us. God is in all faces of leadership and you cannot, put, you cannot take him out of that. Leaders must acknowledge the leadership of Jehovah over them. You can have the multitude of counselors, but it's Jehovah's Counsel that takes precedence. A leader that has good relationship with, Je- with Jehovah will succeed in leadership of people and they will be protected against the judgment of Jehovah. They will be protected. A leader will understand that they are in a position of influence by the grace of Jehovah. You know, the Bible says that I, I have chosen you. You have not chosen me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. as a leader you have responsibility and then the act of a leader is to serve others the heart of a leader is to serve others we've seen you know the king of israel that you know would genuinely love the people king ezekiah would walk among the people you know he, he would walk among them he was a, he was a personal king you know it was a king that people see and people related with then secondly a leader needs wisdom to lead it's not just any wisdom it's the wisdom of the lord you know in second chronicles we from verse seven we saw the story of solomon how solomon asked for wisdom You know, because, you know, he knew that, you know, he had been put there, you know, as a representative of Jehovah God to lead his people. And he said, I need, give me wisdom and knowledge to lead them properly. And God, you know, was moved by that and said, because of your greatest desire to help your people, And you did not ask for wealth, riches, fame, or even the death of your enemies or a long life. Or rather you asked for wisdom and knowledge to properly govern my people. I will certainly give you the wisdom and knowledge you requested. But I will also give you wealth. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. And everything will be added on to it. So we saw a king. That put the people first and ask God for wisdom to lead them. And the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. You can ask for wisdom, but if you don't have the fear of God, that is a foolish wisdom. So the third lesson is the is fear of Jehovah. In Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13, it was Solomon that said, Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter fear god and keep his commandments for this is the duty of all mankind proverb 9:10 says the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding so we must fear the leader must fear jehovah that's the beginning of wisdom the wisdom That leaders need to lead. And then one of the things that we also learned is that this fear or the authority of leadership is righteousness, is justice, is mercy. According to the standard of God. Leaders have authority and power, but they are not to use it for wickedness. Leadership should be patterned after Jehovah's righteousness, justice, mercy, doing what is right, first in the sight of God, what is just, and be merciful. King David, the wise king, said it in 2 Samuel 23. Now, these are the last words of David. Thus is David, the son of Jesse. Thus says the man, raised up on high. The anointed of the God of, of Jacob and the sweet psalmist of Israel. The spirit of the Lord spoke by me and his word was on my tongue. The God of Israel said, the rock of Israel spoke to me. E who rules over men must be just. Ruling in the fear of God. So justice, righteousness, mercy. As should be the sphere of authority should be our leadership style those are you know part of the lessons we've learned from the uh, leadership of the kings of israel psalm 45 verses says oh your throne O oh god will last forever and ever a scepter of justice righteousness be the scepter of your kingdom because God is our leader as a leader we must pattern our own leadership um, after God in Isaiah 32 verse 1 says and behold a king will reign in righteousness and princes will rule with justice Leaders need a good dose of humility. Many of the kings of Israel that started well, but fell along the way was because of pride. Pride My, in, in Micah 6, 8. It says that he has shown you, O oh man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Pride is a downfall of leaders when people feel, I know it all. You know, in 2 Chronicles chapter 26, 16, Uzziah fell because of pride. The Bible says that when he had become powerful, he also became proud, which led to his downfall is sinned against the Lord is God by entering the sanctuary of the Lord's temple and personally burning incense on the incense altar. When we feel when we start taking God for granted as leaders because things are going okay you know we're getting success, we then start feeling it's by our own power is by our own authority and by so doing. We do what we're not supposed to do. So pride is done for, and we know that you know in Second Kings 19:1, it says so. So it was when King Ezekiah heard it, he tore his clothes, covered himself with sackcloth, and went into the house of the Lord king ezekiah humbled himself when he was faced with the enemy you know he did not care he was a king you know he humbled himself so leaders need a good dose of humility you know however they they will get it whether they get it through some you know true true speaking counselors that will tell them the truth you know how they get it as well in the in Studying in the word, in the fear of God, the fear of God will make a leader remain humble. A leader that does not fear God will easily fall in pride into pride. So another lesson that we've learned as well, leaders institute worship of the only true God. The responsibility of a god-centered leader is to showcase Jehovah God to others you know leaders will that learn to trust in God that trust in God will showcase Jehovah to the people and also leaders will will also direct people help people to seek the Lord so we we know that when you know uh, um, there was problem King Ezekiah you know Call the people together to fast and they sought the face of God. Even uh, Isaiah, we learned how he sought God. So, leaders, you know, put worship of Jehovah God at the center of their leadership, getting people to trust in the Lord, getting people to seek the Lord, you know, and you know using the word of God as a lamp and direction. Moses and, um, in his encouragement to Joshua and also God himself in encouraging Joshua in chapter 1, verse, Joshua 1 verse 8. You know, he said that this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good, sex, good success. So, leaders who put God at the center of their leadership will use the word of God. You know, the Bible will become their leadership manual. The Bible is their number one leadership manual so that it directs them, it leads them, it helps them to get wisdom, you know, um, from the word. Psalm 119, 105 says, For your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. It's the word of God that will help us to understand the direction we should go. It's the word of God that will be light for our path so that we can see dangers and errors and things to avoid and things to you know to to continue the path to continue leaders need the word of god another lesson number seven leaders need people of faith around them leaders need good counselors god-centered counselors you know the ancient um, kings uh, of israel they depended on on the council of prophets and, and priests for their leadership so they surrounded themselves with people who you know had the gift of you know wisdom but godly wisdom not as wisdom we, we we learned from the story of Rehoboam how he listened to his foolish friends rather than listening to the wise counsel of the elders who we'll had you know um, god in the center of their wisdom and so he, because of that a lost is strong you know um, it is important you know that uh we understand the 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 place of counselors in proverb eleven fourteen, 14 it says "A nation falls through lack of guidance But victory comes through the counsel of many, the counsel of God fearing people. Not just any counsel. It has to be those that fear the Lord. Because the counsel must be patterned after Jehovah God. Number eight, leaders are to look after those that they are leading. You know, Jehovah puts leaders as his representatives to care, to protect. And to provide for the people, is God Himself is the leader. But then He, you know, He puts, you know, under leaders, under shepherds, you know, as His representatives to care, to protect, and to provide for the people. And so, leaders, from what we have studied, should not seek to exploit the people for their own selfish interest. Leaders should have the heart to serve. King Solomon got that right. He said, "You have given me this position to lead your people. Give me wisdom and knowledge to be able to lead them well, lead them right." He had he put people at uh, as as uh, as uh, uh, on his hands, Of course, we know King Solomon as well. You know, had his own problem later on in, in his um, in his leadership. But at the beginning. The people were, you know, his his heart was for the people of Israel and he sought God for that. When the heart of leaders is to serve, especially in the kingdom, they get the backing of Jehovah God anytime, anytime. And so when leaders seek first the kingdom of Jehovah God and his righteousness, all other things that we need to lead are added onto us. Be it wisdom, be it knowledge, be it understanding, be it you know practical ability, be it you know discernment of spirit, you know insight. Everything we need to be a God-centered successful leader is granted unto us. But the first thing is to seek you over God as our leader. So how about you? Are you called to lead? Do you have people that you are leading? What type of leader are you? Are you God-centered leader? Do you look into the Word of God to guide you or do you follow human leadership gurus to get the five tips of leadership? Have you abandoned the leadership manual, the Bible. And we are bounded, you know, the leader of leaders, the only one who can lead you to lead right, Jehovah God. And He is inviting you into a relationship with Him today so that He will lead you first and guide you into your leadership. Because Jehovah is the one who is all wise. And will give you wisdom. Jehovah is the one who is all powerful. And will fight for you. Will protect you. Jehovah is the one who knows the beginning to the end. And the end from the beginning. And he will guide your steps. And order your path. That you might not make horrible mistakes. That will lead to the destruction. Not only of your leadership. But of your family. What is Jehovah God asking of you today? To enter a relationship with the Son, Yeshua, Christ Jesus. A relationship that will give you peace. A relationship that will give you a hope. A relationship that will give you a future. You will reign on earth and you will enter eternity with Jehovah God. So what do you need to do? Repent. Therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord into your relationship, into your leadership, into your life. So just accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior today because he has paid the price of your sin prayerfully look for a bible teaching church near you so that you can start your fellowship and your growth in him and see your leadership gets transformed and let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Thank you for joining me today for Practical Christianity with Adiola Akintoye. If you have missed any of the episodes, you can, don't worry, watch it again on YouTube, Adiola Akintoye or Practical Christianity. Or you can also listen to it on Anchor Practical Christianity with Adeola Akintoye. So hope to see you soon. Have a lovely, lovely week ahead and let your leadership glorify Jehovah God. Thank you.